Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School. If you're looking for a solid and reliable contract that you can feel good about sending to your clients, look no further than the WVS contract, crafted by a licensed attorney in the state of Colorado. It might just be the best contract for wedding videographers in all of North America, or even maybe the world. Uh, hard to know. Regardless, if you're unsure of whether the contract you're using right now is good enough, go to WeddingVideographySchool.com right now, enter the password podcast, and start protecting yourself and your business today. Yeah, I want to do a podcast for my aunt, so I'm just curious how it works. I know, you keep telling me about that. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School. Adam Bradley over there talking about doing a podcast for his aunt for the what last up, year and up? a half. <laughs> you know us creatives, man. We always got tons of ideas and uh, implementing them takes a little bit of time. Every time I talk to you, the first words out of your mouth is, hey, I've got a question for you about uh, <laughs> podcasting because I'm trying to do one for my aunt who wrote a book. <laughs> I need like concentrated time. And because every time I do podcast with you, I think you're so cool. I just want to be like you. So I'm always thinking, how can I be more like Michael Ring in the in the you know, that's what I want. That's my goal. You're my goal, man. You're my inspiration for everything. What can I say? That does seem to be a common theme uh that I hear yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. <laughs> Not just from you, but from everyone around me. The the tens and tens of tens of fans all out there. Yeah. I mean, by now we probably only have 10 fans because uh, this is our first episode <laughs> in like six months almost. It's been a what long time. to us? Well, obviously wedding season hit, man. Weddings, weddings just have um, get crazy busy, always on the road, editing like nonstop and you know, just get buried in weddings. I will say, I feel like I was on the road more than ever this year. Um, I was in Aspen like nonstop for the first year of my entire career. Yeah. Well, you're like, you're like literally on the road because you sleep in your fan truck mobile more than anyone else too. Yeah. Yeah. I did do a lot of sleeping, uh, outside of Aspen in a, uh, what are those shuttle lots? It's like a, it's just like a big (laughs) parking lot. It's really kind of depressing. The funny yeah. thing about if if you sleep in the shuttle lot in Aspen, you won't be bothered, um, but you will be woken up at 5.45 a.m. by the first flight into Aspen because the airport is literally a mile away, um, right. but directly under the flight path of all like the private jets and stuff. So. Yeah, you are up before six a.m. every morning. <laughs> right? Is that is that pre-approved for um for sleeping? Like you, you don't worry about security or cops or anyone, anyone coming to waking you up that way either. I haven't been worried about it that much. Um, I I don't know. I you know whatever. I I feel like people kind of get away with a lot these days. So. Yeah. I, there's other. I can tell you that there's other people that are clearly doing it. Yeah. Um. And they are much more obvious about it than I am. I'm pretty low key. Like, once I'm parked, I pretty much stay in the truck. I don't really get out. Um. Other than for like maybe a minute or two, if I need to rearrange something in the truck. But for the most part, like, I try to be ready to go when I pull into the lot, so I don't have to get out. Yeah. 
I just climb out of the front seat right into the back, into bed, you know, pull up the iPad, put on a movie or throw on my headphones, listen to a podcast as I fall asleep. And that's, that's pretty much it. Right. And how, how much of this decision was like a financial choice? Like, Hey, I'm trying to save money. I'm trying to, you know, kind of go more organic that way and just all purely financial on the book stuff versus I want to have an adventure. I want to do this, something you've always dreamed of. How much of it is that? It was a mix. I mean, I kind of bought this truck uh, during like during COVID. So as all my weddings were canceling or as a lot of them canceled, I was like, hey, you know, it'd be a great idea um, having a truck payment. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I bought this vehicle kind of at a weird, <clears throat> not so great time to do that. Um, but I was also kind of obsessed with the idea of doing camping and like stealth camping and sleeping in the car. And I, I just, I don't know, I was kind of getting into that. And, uh, and then I thought, well, I bought this thing, so I better use it. You know what I mean? Like I better make it worthwhile. And I realized pretty quickly that if you're spending, you know, four or five hundred, $600 per, for, you know, two nights at one of these in one of these resort towns during the summer, like that's, that's more than the, the payment on the truck. So I figured I'll just sleep in the truck and that'll save me the, the truck payment. Right. That worked out. It worked out pretty well overall. Yeah, I would say it worked out. Um, I would say by doing that, I probably saved maybe not all that I spent on the truck for a year, but pretty damn close yeah well man i'm excited just to be back and to be getting back in the podcasting stuff i've uh i know you and i pretty regularly either shoot together or touch and base back and forth but it's it's good to see your face man it's good to have you back all right so what are we going to talk about (laughs) (laughs) i do i mean i think one episode we definitely dedicate like to all of your your truck adventures i'm seeing that definitely in the near future for sure. But, um, I, I just would love to hear like the highlights, man. Like what if we just chatted about, tell me your highlights. What are some of the highs mm. of 2022, whether it be a specific wedding or a new piece of gear or something you discovered? Um, I don't know, man. Let's just talk about what was good this last year in 2022. Yeah, I would say for me, um, probably the best part of this year was shooting some really probably the best weddings I've ever shot um, in Aspen. And I, I feel like a broken record by saying Aspen over and over. I, I feel like maybe I should have always put my focus into booking Aspen weddings um, because in Colorado, that just seems like the place to be. Um, you have like clients, it's like the dream luxury clients are in Aspen. Right. Um, so the fact that I had, I, you know, you know what happened is I shot, I shot a wedding in Aspen. I want to say four years ago and it was the first time and I had kind of, mm, I had an okay experience. The video turned out great, but the people that I ran into in Aspen, I didn't love. Hmm. Um, I felt like I was interacting with people who were really snooty 
And I just, that stuck with me for so long that I didn't really want to go back. I was like, I don't think I really want to go back to Aspen because of that. And the last, you know, I did six, I want to say I did six weddings in Aspen this year, maybe seven. If I count the one that I shot for you and I, I really didn't have that many run-ins with snooty people this year. Yeah. Um, so maybe I just had like a bad first time around. Um, but yeah, so, so I had avoided it for a long time. And do you think that's because maybe like all the snooty people are shopping and in their big million dollar homes while you're sleeping in your truck, why you didn't have any interactions or run-ins with them or what do you, <laughs> you know, what's funny is so I did actually stay in Snowmass a couple times at a, like actual places. When right. I had a second videographer with me, I would stay in Snowmass, which is like um, 20 30 minutes for people that don't know, 20 30 minutes out from Aspen right before you get to it. Right. It's just like a cheaper place to stay. It's like it's just way less expensive to stay in Snowmass versus downtown Aspen. So, right. I stayed in Snowmass uh, you know, two or three times. I can't remember. I feel like it was twice. Um, and then one for your wedding, you put me at a, up at a place in Aspen and then, um, right. Yeah. I, what was the question? <laughs> Did you run into these people in Aspen because you were so secluded into your truck? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Th- these are people like the snooty people are the people you run into downtown, like I had a guy who was on a bicycle. He's like this old dude. And <laughs> I was like coming up to an intersection and the dude just like rides right out in front of me almost. Oh, geez. And, but then he realizes I'm not going to stop because I was not expecting him to do that. And then he like throws up his hands. Like I'm crazy. And like, does this thing where he almost falls off his bike like I wish I could show people how ridiculous he looked doing it. Right. And I was like, Oh, was I supposed to stop? Like, I, I don't know. Like I, I, you're on a bike. Aren't you? You're supposed to stop. I have the right away. <laughs> I think he viewed himself as like a walking pedestrian who was going to use the crosswalk on his bike or something. Uh, so that was really the only crazy experience I had this year with like yeah. people. But, um, no, you know, it was funny since you want to talk about the truck so much and me where I sleep. <laughs> so I met this planner who I did like a ton of weddings for this year in Aspen. She was great. And was just, you know, she probably goes down in like my top three planners of all time. And I've really only worked with her a few times. So I, uh, so we're shooting, I'm shooting this wedding and she's like, Hey, uh, we're sh- I'm shooting bride prep. And she's like, do you mind if I ride over to the venue with you in your car? And I was like, okay. And so I pull up to the front of the hotel to go to the venue with her and she gets in, but she has all this stuff with her. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh no. Like as she's like walking towards me with all, like this, all this crap that she has to bring to the venue. I'm like, Oh no, she's going to, She's going to open the back door or the hatch or whatever. And then she's going to see that I'm sleeping in my truck because yeah. I have the mattress all set up and everything. Oh, no. Oh, no. And so sure enough, she opens the back door and she <laughs> she like pauses for a second. I'm like, you can just throw that stuff anywhere. And uh, she's like, uh, 
are do you do you sleep in here and i was like uh yeah yes i do yes and uh it was like i'm i mean i'm talking to this planner who does like luxury weddings yeah like super you know like there's a budget for these couples to pay for me to sleep in a hotel or whatever right and uh she she gets in the car and she's like um (laughs) she doesn't say anything for a little while and we're like (laughs) we're like almost to the venue and she's like you know like right before we get out she's like you don't you can you you can charge the clients uh, for like a hotel or something. Yeah, they can afford it. Don't worry about it. And I was like, "Yeah, I know." And I didn't quite know how to explain to her like <sighs> my reasoning and like, "Hey, I kind of wanted to try this thing out." Yeah, and I kind of wanted to do this for for fun more than anything. Um. And I didn't have time to explain it to her because she waited until we were getting out of the truck. Yeah. And uh, it was just so embarrassing, dude. That's so amazing. have has she referred you since then? Was that your last one with her or? <laughs> um, You know what's interesting? Yeah, I think they'll keep referring me. Yeah. But good. it was not a great look. And <laughs> I wish it hadn't. I wish it hadn't happened is yeah. how I feel about it. Cause it was not, um, I never felt redeemed by it. Right. Right. Well, we were talking about highlights, so <laughs> not sure if that goes in that category. No, or... <laughs> no, but it made me think about it. Cause you kept harping on me sleeping in the truck. Yeah. And then I, I remembered that that was, that was a low light. Yeah. Well, I, I think you're probably one of the top, Aspen videographers because I don't know a lot of people that either have are going up there multiple times or even live up there. I mean, you're the only one I've heard recently that's going up there seven times this last year. So there's, that's huge. There's no such thing as a wedding videographer who lives in Aspen. You know, when I first started 10 years ago, I had considered, I'm like, man, it'd be so cool to actually have like a rental house, like an Airbnb in Aspen. I definitely did not have the money to do it, but I really wish I would could turn back the clock and make that happen. Yeah. I don't even know if you could turn back the clock and make it happen 10 years ago. I mean, yeah. the just to rent a place in Aspen, I think the cheapest like shoebox, I want to say I found like a little <laughs> tiny apartment in Aspen that was like 5k a month. Um and it was yeah. like a it was tiny. I'm talking like 325 square feet or something like that. Um so yeah, I don't think there's any wedding videographers living in Aspen. Maybe in Basalt or Snowmass or something. I I doubt that, but maybe. Yeah. Well, what other highlights, man? Aspen's always a huge highlight. Did you have any other large highlights from this last year, 2022? I would say the only other large highlight was I put a lot more effort into my edits. Um which is weird because I'm feeling really burnt out. So why you would think it would be the opposite that if you're burnt out, you'd put less work into each edit. But I found myself really taking my time. Um, My time per project has gone from seven days per project to uh, um, actually it's like seven full working days now per project. So it takes me about a week and a half. It used to just take me a week and now I'm spending two or three extra days per project on the highlight video and um yeah i think my i think my edits are better uh, maybe they're not better i don't know 
but they're more of like what I like. Yeah. Um, and so for me, that's, that's more satisfying than just kind of rushing through them, getting them done. I, I do like getting stuff done, but you know, sometimes you look back on your edits and you're like, Oh, that could have been better. I could have done this. I could have done that. Um, and that, that's kind of lame. So those were, those were my highlights. What, what about you? Yeah. And that's, well, just picking back off that really quick. I think that's huge for you to be able to enjoy your edits. Cause I found that sometimes like if I find an edit that I love and I'm so excited about, if I deliver that, and even if the couple is not excited about, I can still at the end of the day be like, well, I really am glad. Of, and I loved it. And I enjoyed doing the process and make it all work. I mean, I'll still make the changes, but it makes it a little bit less like, you know, when you kind of half-ass something and you're like, oh, shoot, yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> you kind of already know, but you kind of have that defense. So I think it's important to to value your own work and get excited about what you're doing and deliver stuff that you're proud of. So I think that's a huge win. But um, my my biggest win was, you know, at the beginning of this, beginning of 2022, I probably would have said this was the wedding I was excited about but most scared about and probably the least looking forward to. Um, ended up being probably my favorite wedding. And this was a Montana wedding and it was a private ranch and they basically, the bride was controlling everything. So no wedding planner, no schedule. They didn't even have a schedule until like leading up to two days. It wasn't luxury. It wasn't high end. It was just, uh, this simple, she literally is like a cowgirl and a cow, like her husband's a cowboy. Like that's what they do for a living. And, very chill and i like timelines i like things in order i like the high-end pretty stuff because always makes for a better better film but you know the groom like barely talked because he just you know wasn't very big social guy and but it ended up being my like it was like the night before the wedding day i was there with the bride and the aunt like coming up together with a timeline for the wedding day <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> and on uh, top of that they put me in a trailer like they there was no hotels within like an hour drive so they, they literally purchased this little trailer that they lugged to this little ranch for me and made me sleep in this trailer for three days it was nuts but it was my favorite wedding just you know when things are different when you're in that zone where there's uh there's a lot of pressure or um, just a lot of unknowns, it kind of unlocks like this different creative brain. And so I found myself shooting differently, not really knowing what was going to happen, what the final edit was going to look like. And all around, like there's, there's two times where the first time was where they went out into the field and they brought back like 14 horses, like, and I had my drone up and it was just like these gorgeous footage, aerial drone shots. I think I sent it to you. Um, of them just coming back with these horses. And then on wedding day, they like rode down into their ceremony on horses. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. It's probably one of my best, my best weddings and a pretty big highlight for me overall. So nice. Yeah. I did see that. I did see that footage and, uh, what is that sound? Sorry about the buzz, everybody. If you can hear that. Nope. Um, microphone problems hold on <laughs> hold on everybody. technical difficulties yeah uh, my microphone's swinging around on me <clears throat> um yeah i did see the video that stuff looked good i actually saw it pop up on instagram on your instagram the other day and i almost commented on it uh but then 
I, I know you don't like my sarcastic comments, so I figured I'd, <laughs> I'd pass. But you, the video looked really good for sure. Thanks. Uh, Thanks. It's always nice when you have one of those weddings that just freaking works. You know, like everything looks great. The, the you know, and I don't know about yours, but like I've had a couple weddings this year where I was like, man, these clients look awesome. Like they're they're like beautiful clients you know like right, you're right. like oh i can't believe these people are real yeah you know and they're the budgets are massive and like the people are nice and everybody's smiling and like the background looks great and the weather's beautiful and it all just kind of comes together and you don't really have any issues at the ceremony and like your second your your assistant doesn't forget to like hit record on the <laughs> on the lapel mics <laughs> Or the uh, the reception audio, right. like I just man, those are the best. That's just the best when everything just comes together, and you know, you know, you're gonna spend an extra couple of days in the edit because you want it to be perfect, right? So you're kind of in in some ways, and honestly, those are the ones where I tend to overshoot too. So you end up with way more footage than you really want to go through, and that kind of sucks. But at the end of it, you always have like an awesome video, right? Yeah, you leave feeling good from the wedding day. Great couple, great connections. And yeah, it's a really good feeling. Yeah, man. So that's pretty much what I've been up to. And I have seven edits left from the season. Um, So I've been making really good progress, I would say, on editing for like the last two months. Um, Really just been super consistent about banging everything out. And uh so yeah, I'm hoping, you know, three more months of editing max and uh, 2022 will will be over and everybody will be satisfied, <laughs> I hope. That's right. Yeah, the calendar 2022 year is over, but for us, like we're still in that headspace with all of our edits and still <laughs> virtually in 2022 for a couple more months. I'm always living in multiple years. Like... <laughs> I'm either editing, like this time of year, I'm editing, I'm finishing up last season, last year, and then people are asking about next year, and then I, you know, and then I'm thinking about the weddings that are coming up this year, so I'm always, I never know what year it is. Yeah, I'm kind of in that same boat, I think I've got about five left, but it's just hard because my my calendar's starting to pick up a little bit, so... Finding the time to do the edits tough, but yeah, hopefully middle of February is my new goal to kind of be done with all these edits as well. Well, with that, guys, thank you so much for uh, catching up with us, tuning back in. I know this was a massive, massive break that we took, um, but I will say, you know, the thing about this podcast, man, is I've been doing this for s- almost seven years. and. The, the entire time I've been pretty inconsistent. I've been consistently inconsistent. So I don't know what else people expect, but by now everybody should know that uh, we do not post regularly. <laughs> but when we do, it's pretty darn good. That's why you got to subscribe. So hit that subscribe button and make sure follow now. I think on iTunes it's called follow. Uh, but either way, add us to your podcast list so that when we do release something, it, it just pops up for you and you don't have to think about it. Yep. That'd be awesome. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Until next time. Later. 
Hey guys, this episode of Wedding Videography School is brought to you by photographers wearing wide brim hats. Uh, photographers wearing wide brim hats is the nation's number one wedding photography company, and for good reason. Uh, they are clearly the most creative, most unique uh, individuals out there, and their photography is so creative, I can't even begin to describe how creative it is. That's how creative it is. If you guys are working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats, then you're probably not working with the best photographers out there. So, um, you know, whether you're having a wedding, a birthday party, uh, or you're taking your kids to school, or you're hanging out at home, or going to the bathroom, you know, all things that you want photographed creatively, um, it should be done by photographers wearing wide brim hats. A lot of you guys, I know you're working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats. They might not be wearing hats at all. And um, that's a problem. If they're not wearing a wide brim hat, I don't know what the point of them even picking up a camera is. But when you work with photographers wearing wide brim hats, you know that you're always getting someone who's going to uh, give you the most incredible shots that you could imagine. So for your next event, whether it's a wedding, a birthday party, a family reunion, uh, your mom's pap smear, whatever the event, make sure that you hire photographers wearing wide brim hats um, to get the most creative still images captured, you know, one frame at a time. And that's what, that's what photography is. It's, you know, you hear the click, click, and you know you got one frame. And then you hear another click. Sometimes you hear eight clicks in a row, like click, 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 click. Uh, that, they just got eight pictures. And maybe one of them is good. Probably not. But the photographer wearing a wide brim hat, they are going to call those photos later on and, you know, really, really select the eight or six shots that they got from the entire day. Um, that they stood in front of the videographer to get, and they're gonna they're gonna edit those down into something truly magical. Probably, um, probably just two eight by tens that you can put in the living room next to the closet door. So give photographers with wide brim hats a call today and book them for your next event.